here we are right before the holidays and a couple topics kind of came to Diane and I, but we felt that this would be such a good one um, for everyone is self-care through the holidays. Cause a lot of people get really kind of stressed out over the holidays. Um, they put a lot of pressure on themselves, I think, especially with family um, and I'm going to put obligations, but I'm doing it in air quotes that they feel that they have to do. And so we just thought it was a really good time to talk about self-care and how to make sure that you take care of yourself during this time. Um, and especially for those of us who have been working on people pleasing, um, it's very easy to fall back into that pattern at these times. So I will open the room to talk about self-care or your struggles or your tips or your experiences or whatever. Don't everyone talk at once. <laughs> well, I've just stopped doing a bunch of stuff. I typically put on myself to do like I was going to make something for everybody. And I took that off my plate and I'm just, um, I don't know doing more fun things and dropping things off my plate that I would normally do. And so this year feels a lot less stressful and that feels nice. Nice. Did yeah. you find that that was a challenge at all or was it quite easy to drop off your plate because the work you've been doing? No, it was pretty easy. I mean, I had a, I had some like ego argument of like, Oh, but I wanted to make something to give to everyone, you know, um, for a very short, short time I had that feeling, but no, it was really quite easy actually. Cause it's not that I don't want to, but I don't want the stress. I don't want the, the go, go, go all the list. And I don't even know how to describe it, but usually I'm making something, you know, last minute. Cause when you make stuff, it can't always be made ahead. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's just usually very stressful and I'm not experiencing that this year and it's really nice. I've kind of had an interesting with what you said about making stuff because I, I feel like very disenchanted is a word that came up with Christmas um, because it just feels like it's, I don't know, well, lots of reasons, but this year I kind of like, what would bring me joy, especially after our last conversation? Um, and so I thought, I want to make people, everyone something. Um, so I decided to do bacon and I decided to make everyone's favorite. Oh, yay. Tina got on. <laughs> um, yay. Yippee. To make everyone's favorite baking. Um, oh my God. That sounds like so much work. <laughs> it was, but I'm really enjoying baking right now. Oh, good. And I was saying to the girls earlier that I'm not, I don't like eating it, but now I have like, a ton of baking. Um, and I had a lot of fun with it. It seems to be my creativity lately, but I did notice at times when I was baking that the ego definitely snuck in there and was like, Oh, well you have to. And you know, and that kind of thing. And I just was really cognizant of it and kept like, no, we're doing this for fun. And that's the only reason we're doing this. And so kind of took that pressure off, um, and did actually have fun. Now I just have a ton of baking, though, so. 
Well, since Tina was able to join us, yay. So Tina, I don't know if you heard before, this is an open mic. And so you just jump in wherever you feel like jumping in. And to unmute yourself, there's a microphone on the very bottom on the right. And you can tap that and unmute yourself and just jump in. And we're talking about um, self-care for the holidays. I know I'm kind of in between like Jennifer and Tara were talking about is that I feel... I feel a little bit disenchanted, but I also feel like, um, let's see, how do I put this into words? I also feel like the, the traditions and the things that I expect of myself and I expect to happen around this time are changing within me. Mm. And so I you know, I'm not as, and we've had this discussion before about the calendar and the clock and everything. I'm not as tuned into all that. I realize what date it is. I realize that, that there's a lot of stuff sitting around that I wanted to do. And I don't really give a shit anymore if it doesn't get done. (laughs) Just like, oh, well, you know, you, I, the main thing that I want to do is I want to have the family together. That's the main thing. And, you know, everything else that I think needs to happen around that, I eh, I don't really care. Well, good for you for letting that go. Because <laughs> not a lot of people can do that. Um, I see Christina unmiked, so go for it, Christina. <laughs> hey, good morning, everyone. Um, yeah, I actually stopped with the whole big present thing years ago because we accumulate so much stuff and we've moved twice in the last five years and all this stuff that we just keep accumulating. I just think I'm, I'm, I'm over this stuff. So what I do instead is that I plan time together at other times in the year. So, um, like, uh, my husband and I's best friends, I live about an hour and a half from us. And instead of doing a big Christmas gift exchange thing like we had been doing, we decided that we're just going to take a vacation together later in the year. Beautiful. And um, I've done that with my kids, too, even because their birthdays are a day apart, but they're seven years apart. And so when they were kids, having one party for both kids just wasn't going to work, not, not with that big of an age gap. So I started doing weekends away with them. So one would get one weekend, one would get the other weekend, and they got to go and do whatever they wanted within my budget. So um, I just feel like experience is so much more important than stuff. And I was like, I had to go shopping yesterday, grocery shopping. And it was so weird because I'm walking through this store, which is like a big box store. So it's got a grocery store in it, but it's also got all the other departments too. It's, um, and people are just walking around like zombies with lists in their hands, not even looking out for each other, running into each other, like really surprised. If you happen to catch their attention, they're like startled that somebody else is there. And I'm just like, wow, this is so unnecessary. It's just so unnecessary. And I stopped, like I said, years ago with gift giving. But this year, like, okay, so we get hit with snow and ice storms, some sort of, I don't know, bomb cyclone or something. And um, 
whatever the hell that means. They keep coming up with new words. Does anyone else know that? But, um, <laughs> you know why? You know why, Christina? We've talked about that before. All this new stuff is happening, and nobody has a word for it, so they make up a new word. Yeah, this yeah. is all new stuff. It's all going. They have yeah. no reference for it. Right. And I invited a friend who probably isn't going to come because of the weather and um, because her situation changed with time with her daughter. And, um, you know, my older son will be here if we can get him here through the weather. My brother will be here if he can get here through the weather. And we have my grandson. And really, that's all I care about, you know, just being able to spend time with him. And he's the only one who actually gets presents to open up. So, you know, that's all good too. And with my older kids and with my kids, I just give them money because that's what they need anyway. And yeah. that's what they, they appreciate the most. So, um, yeah, it's just been one of those things where it's like, okay, whatever. It's just another day. And being a, a child of divorce and then being divorced myself with kids, it doesn't matter what the day is. We have celebrated Christmas in February for crying out loud. Yes. So it doesn't. Sorry. Yeah, I almost slipped there. Um, it doesn't That's okay. matter. <laughs> I always check the explicit box. <laughs> the explicit language box. Yeah, the explicit <laughs> language box. Oh, does that mean we get beeped? That's kind of fun. Um, so anyway, so that's my take on the holidays. It's like it's just another day and granted a lot of people schedule like you know time off because kids are off school and you know whatever but I just think that making ourselves crazy when we could just do it when it's more comfortable doesn't make sense to me and it hasn't for a long time I think that brings up an interesting point um I agree with everything you said and I find it really interesting like you said the list and that's why I feel disenchanted um, my sister definitely likes to control because <laughs> mm. my niece and nephew are mainly the ones who get excited about Christmas. And I love that because it, it just, I love that they do get excited because they're just little still. Um, well, not that little anymore, but, um, but my sister likes to, you know, here's their list and I never go off the list and that drives her crazy, <laughs> but I'm like, that to me, because to me, that defeats a purpose, you know, and I, I mean, the same thing with the adults, we've divided it up. So just one person buys for one, so we don't have to buy for everyone. But you ask somebody and they're like, oh, I want this pair of jeans or this sweater or whatever. And you're like, okay, so you know, you're getting jeans and a sweater. Why don't you just go buy it? You know, like it's just, and I think that that is what it brought up for me when you talked about those lists. And that's why it's so disenchanting because it's not, for me, it's gift giving comes from the heart. And when someone gives you a list and you're like, okay, I have two things to pick from, guess what you're getting? It's, um, it feels very mechanical and disenchanting. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I enjoy gift giving. It's one of my love languages. Um, but I've been able to step away from a little bit more, not completely. My kids are still young too. So they definitely still get toys and they get most of the things to open, you know, but we were trying to do more experiences or, uh, 
you know, more useful things rather than another set of freaking Legos, which is what they want. But we have so many Legos. (laughs) (laughs) My husband and I did the experience thing, but we floated it all the time. And then obviously didn't do some of it because he passed away and we thought we had forever. Mm. So I guess um, my note of caution with that is make sure that you do follow through with it. Yeah. Um, and don't float it, you know, like, oh, we'll do that next year. Or, you know, we'll do it in a couple months kind of thing. We're doing it the day so. after Christmas. There we go. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> nice. But that's a really good point because uh, my oldest birthday is in July. And my youngest birthday is in January. And Jeff's mom wanted to take them to Legoland, like, as a family trip. And... You know, starting in July, we were trying to get a date that the family could go. And the best date we could find was in January. So it took us that long, first of all, to get a date. But then, you know, uh, Jeff's mom started having some health complications. And there was, she had some concern that like, I don't know if I'm going to make it till January, you know. And we're like, oh, shit. Well, that wasn't considered, Mm -hmm. you know. Like, that's that's a really um, valid point to make in consideration yeah because i think it's easy with the experience thing to go and i i don't think it's like an i don't know i don't think it's a purposeful thing but i think it's that's where it's kind of nice when it's christmas and you, you know you're you're kind of tied to the date but when you do make an experience thing then you're kind of like oh well we'll do that you know like next summer or something like that or in the fall or something and so yeah, that's just my experience with that. Yeah, that's a pretty valid experience. And I, I think that a lot of us don't think of that if we haven't had it happen. But like with my, my husband's parents, they're both now in um, assisted living. And so the big family Christmas that we used to do every year isn't happening. So it, it's really you know, nobody saw that. Well, I guess, I mean, I saw it coming, but most other people have been in denial about the whole thing. And um, it's, it's interesting now because they're just like, eh, we don't even care anymore. Yeah. I totally get that. I mean, it's a big family. When we all get together, it's like 22 people or something. So it's, it's a lot of people. And um, even with my sister-in-law's McMansion, it's still pretty crowded um my family's really large too and when i was growing up that was part of my favorite part of christmas was that i had cousins kind of a couple years older a couple well i didn't really have i'm just the youngest um but the same age as me and and there was a lot of us and now it's just grown so much um being that i was the youngest of that generation other than I have one cousin who's like seven, 10 years younger than me. Um, but all my cousins are older and they all have kids. And so it just got so big that we were still having the family dinners with like 40 people. And now we've just stopped. But what I love about my family is now they've added, we do something on like the 28th, 29th. So everyone stays with their immediate-ish families. Um, and then we get together as a big family and we do like, depending on the weather, like they'll do hockey outside or something like that. They'll do like an afternoon activity. Um, 
and then a potluck, which is really nice um, because I definitely, that was part of Christmas that I love so much was that huge family that we had that was so close. Um, but of course, as they grow, we kind of distance, right? So, right. So, yeah, I got, I'd miss that from being a kid too, getting to see cousins and stuff, but I don't know. It's like, it's like all of our parents passed on except, well, my mom's still alive, but she's kind of off in her own la la land. And, um, it's, it's just interesting because none of us really pull our families together anymore. Which brings up an interesting point. Um, is that maybe the way things are going? Or, you know, is that a reflection of society? I don't know. Just throwing that out there. Well, I think it can be because people move more. <clears throat> you know, it used to be everyone kind of stayed in the same general area, but you know, I mean, my mom is in Michigan. I have a brother in Illinois and a brother in Missouri. And I'm in Wisconsin. I'm, all, I'm so I'm fairly close to one brother. But yeah, we just all we all move all over the place. And I'm looking to move out of the Midwest. So and I lived in Washington for a while. There was just no way to really pull everyone together. Mm -hmm. That's difficult. And, and I think that that brings up back to self care for the holidays. There's a lot of families that are stressed because of the mere fact of trying to get back together for the holidays. You know, on TV yesterday, they were talking about LAX, how it was so crowded. It was like pe people couldn't move from one door to where they had to check in. It was just so impacted. And it's hard for everybody in that situation to stay calm and to not get stressed out. You're trying to get home. And, you know, it's, there's so much stress involved in that alone. Mm -hmm. And, and then, you know, everything that leads up to that actual, you know, travel thing about, you know, getting the gifts packed and wrapped or sent or whatever it is, you know, taking care of your family and your home and getting and packing and getting ready to go and, and being, I mean, once you finally get to the family gathering, everybody's stressed. A lot of times they don't go well, these family gatherings. And it's just, it, it, it's just difficult. So I don't know. Other than letting a lot of things go, which has kind of been the theme so far in this discussion, what else? I mean, do you take a time out? Have you decided not to go to family or? Um, I just, what, what you said was just really interesting. And I just thought, why is it that, you know, we struggle so hard to get to family and then we get there and it's like, oh. God, these people drive me crazy, or you right? know, like that kind Are of thing. Are there these big fights and everything? Yeah. about you know. And I thought, what? It just struck because, me. We're because we're so it's disillusioned. Ex it's expected of them. Yeah, and Mom we're so disillusioned or... with family. I think. Right. Um, like we have these idealized families in our head that it's easy to keep in our head when we're far away, but when we're smack in the face <laughs> of it, it's like, oh. No, wait a minute. I don't 
we're not the Cleavers or we're not, you know, the Brady Bunch. <laughs> this doesn't look like the Hallmark movie I just watched. Exactly. And I just, that just struck <laughs> me and I was like, that's really interesting. I don't know. It's, and it's true. I mean, I'm blessed. Our family actually likes each other. And we, I was going to say, we don't fight though. <laughs> we, we don't. We're, we're kind of the exception. We like each other. We like spending time together. That's, uh, and, but I know a lot of families that do fight. A lot of families just can't seem to be in the same room together. And why do we, you know, somebody said, mom said, grandma said, dad said, whoever, your sister, whoever it is said, well, you're coming home for Christmas, right? You know, and then. And then you were, you're thinking, I mean, I've, my friends have said this to me. You're thinking like, oh no, I really wasn't planning on coming home for Christmas because quite frankly, it wasn't a fun time last year. This is what you're thinking. Oh, well, you know, we're doing this and we're doing that and you have to come and all this. And so then there's this guilt and this expectation and this, uh, you know, stuff and you go, oh, geez. So there the goes. The word, yeah. What? Expectation. Yeah. Expectation, the key word. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people haven't found that they can say no yet. You know, they're still in that pleasing place. And even if it totally is the opposite of what they personally want to do, they'll say, yeah, okay. We're coming. And then, then the resentment starts then. And it leads into this travel thing that I talked about. And, and they walk in the door of their family and you're pissed off. You don't, first of all, you don't want to be here. <laughs> Second of all, it was hell getting there. And thirdly, you know, we have to do things a different way than what we really want to do them. And that breaks my heart. And that's really interesting. Um, Cause that, it, to me, that totally talks of that. I think it was last week's conversation about choosing to be authentic mm -hmm. um, and living in alignment and how, when you don't, it's, it's uncomfortable and it doesn't feel good. And the more aware you are of that, but I think a lot of people, like you said, are not aware of that and they think they're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then all that resentful energy is out there because they're doing the right thing, not the thing they that's in alignment with them. Right. And I believe that that's why a lot of families, when they get together, they don't have a good time together. They don't want to be together because that's their energy, like you said, that they brought in through the door with them. Absolutely. And so everybody's feeling this tenseness and this resentment and this, I really want to be someplace else or any place else. <laughs> yeah. Depending, you know? Um, yeah. So, which I think brings up an excellent self-care tip, which again, right? we've all talked about is that making decisions in, that are in alignment with you. Yeah. And, and I think so that you're not are... bringing that crappy energy. Right. And keeping our expectations of other people in check, because right. I think that with, with the situation that you're talking about and my family has pretty much just said, whatever, we're just going to be ourselves. And if, <laughs> if you want to be a lump and sit on the couch and not participate, 
have fun. I love you. Don't do anything you don't want to do. And that's where my family has gotten to after, you know, a combined century of therapy probably. But um, it's been, for us, that's easier now. But it really used to be, okay, everyone's going to play this game now. And we would crowd 20 or 30 people around this extended table. And it, it always ended up in people's feelings getting hurt. And it's like, why are we forcing people to do things they don't want to do? And really, for me, I have just given up all expectations of other people. If it hasn't been discussed and agreed upon, I don't expect it. And that has really saved me a, a lot of stress. Yeah. And, and what you're talking about, Christina, is pretty much the way it happens uh, when we have family gatherings is some of the, we have a small house, but we have, well, like when everybody's here, we're talking about 22 people. Um, and it's difficult to fit us all in one room. We do uh, occasionally, but some of us will be on the patio. That's the nice part about having a 75 degree Christmas day. Yeah. But I'd still <laughs> rather it be cold. <laughs> but, but, and then some people are inside. Some people say, does anybody want to play this game? And three or four or five or 20 people will say, yeah. And, but there's no, I don't feel, and I don't think other people feel there's, uh, an expectation to do what you don't want to do. And I think that's the, the main reason why we all get along. Right. I think that's a beautiful, I mean, expectations are the, the backbone of like heartache and everything else when we have expectations of people. But I think if people, a lot of people still put that on themselves um, and they expect the holidays to be magical, which they can be and they are, but not like not that magical that it fixes all the wounds and everything that come up when we're with our family. Oh, that's a good one. And you just yeah. said something too, that the person puts the expectation on themselves. It might not have been expressed from someone else. It's them putting the expectation on themselves about what a perfect day looks like, what a perfect family looks like, what a perfect trip looks like, what a, what a, what a, you know? Right. And it's, it's like you said, Tara, it's not necessarily expectations from someone else. It's, it's I, I'm just going to throw out the gender thing there. Is that more common in mothers and grandmothers than it is anyone else? What? That the expectations on ourselves. I think so. I think I so. Think it has, I think that has cultural ties to it, right? Yeah, if, absolutely. If you're a good mom, then your family loves and cares for, and you have these Brady Bunch Christmases and everyone loves each other and it's all this loving thing. Right. And Cause so mom made I the think, perfect meal and yeah. Right. Right. And then I think mothers take on that. Okay. This has to happen this way. Otherwise I'm a bad mom. Yeah. yeah which is ridiculous. <laughs> it is ridiculous because you're talking about individual people. Yeah. And, and if you, to me, this is the way I go with that. If you're a good mom, you raised individuals. And yes. they can make whatever decisions they want to make. And I love you. Um, and I want to be with you. But if you decide you want to go someplace else, then I respect that. And that's why you have a um, healthy family holidays. 
Well, yeah, I think it is. And I think that everybody, most everybody, there's maybe one or two. There's one. 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 Um, But everybody else is is very open to that. Oh, we're going to miss him or we're going to miss her. But they decided to go be over there, and that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And interestingly, too, is that I don't think any of us real, any of our family, I'm talking about our immediate family, we're starting to understand that we are kind of the unusual family. We didn't think so before. But when we hang out with other people or other people hang out with us, we get these messages about that, about how unusual our family is in a good way. Yes, it is. Um, so my bottom line is be healthy. <laughs> yeah. Do, do what makes you happy. And I think when I say that, that's, how, that's my self-care right there. When I say that to other people, I am giving myself permission to be okay with whatever they choose. And right. I, think, I think that's huge self-care because a lot of moms and grandmas want everybody together. Yeah, that's what we want. But when it, what if what if that's not what everybody else wants? And we try yeah, to push exactly. into that, you know? Yeah, I mean, I invite. And if people want to show up, they do. And if they don't, they don't. I, I have to say, though, I do have one hope. I don't know if it's an expectation that if people are not coming, that they let me know so I don't make too much food. Because I'm wondering <laughs> There's if you do that too, yeah. Food, you know? <laughs> Like, you know, I'm fine if you don't want to join us. That's fine. Do what you got to do or do what you want to do. But just let me know so I don't, like, overdo <laughs> the cooking and end up with more food than I can possibly even store, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, too, you know, what what ingredients work into a healthy family is that, um I know a lot of moms outside of my family who just really lay on the guilt about you're coming uh, for Christmas, aren't you? You're doing this, aren't you? And then when there's, you know, other plans are discussed, there's this passive aggressive. And I am speaking on my mother-in-law, but I'm speaking on a lot of other women too that I have friends yeah. that have parents like this. And and of course that builds resentment, right? Like when you're forced to do all the shoulds that you don't want to do through the holiday. And so I think, you know, mom's self-care of being okay with whatever decision is made comes from a genuine place, which I think a lot of mothers have a hard time doing because of course you want your kids there, but your kids are also adults and have, you know, double-side families and everything like that. So I think that, you know, it, kind of maybe starts with expectation or the lack of expectation that allows people to be who they are and do what they need to do without resentment building that they didn't show up or they were forced to show up or this and that. That's an interesting thing because, and I agree with what you're saying because um, 
yeah, I've definitely with my own mom been in that situation in the past. But it's really interesting too that I mean we're talking about self care through the holidays. Let's start talking about boundaries. Right. You know, where do we put up our boundaries? And one of my boundaries when I lived six states away was I am not driving through the northern half of the United States where there could be a freak snowstorm at any given point in my little Honda Civic to get to Wisconsin because that's an expectation for the holidays. You know, mm -hmm. I just really had to start. That's when I started putting down boundaries and going, that's not reasonable. That's just not reasonable. And I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that for me, um, when our family was younger and I felt the expectations um, that I didn't want to do is when I started to, well, there was a lot of resentment, but then as I got a little, I don't know, grew up and got a little bit more bold, I was able to lay down some expectations, uh, some boundaries, let's put it that, some boundaries, um, but then as it, as I became the matriarch and, and the gathering place, I think I learned from, from what I felt in the past is, hey, these, these people got to do what they want to do. And I think that that was such a huge lesson, even though it was very difficult for me and there was a lot of resentment. Um, that's what taught me to be able to set boundaries and to allow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, my mom was an only child. So when she had three kids, and then I started having kids, she was like, Oh, I'm the matriarch now. And I have this family, but she didn't really take into consideration like, how unreasonable it might be to get everyone there. Mm. And I think that that's, I think that's a very common thing. I don't yeah. know. You know, I think it's a very common thing that people just go, oh, well, it's the holidays. You have time off. Okay, well, that one extra day of time off really doesn't afford me that level of travel. And I think that's part of it, too. And like you said, LAX, people can't even move in there. And, um, you know, flying my entire family at that point was just not a financial feasibility. So if I was going to do it, I was going to have to drive with two kids through, you know, Washington, yeah. Idaho, Montana. North Dakota, oh, Minnesota, man. you know, I mean like that, that I'm talking like the Northern tier of the United States in, in December, you know, that that's just not reasonable. No. It's just not reasonable to expect someone to do that. And um, so we really just kind of got used to not having holidays together and um, getting together whenever during the year and just making it a celebration, whatever. And that's so, wonderful. That's, that's wonderful to be able to do that when it's safe. <laughs> And make yeah, sense. When it's safe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's just, I think that if people just let go of having the perfect holiday expectation, not oh. everyone is going to, and I, I'm going to say, yeah, most people probably don't get the Hallmark holiday. You know, I mean, even if their family does get together, um, it, it doesn't always turn out that way. And my family now gets along, and I don't remember any knockdown dragouts over Christmas, even as a kid. 
but um, I did see other families that were like fighting and stuff through the holidays. I'm like, wow, I get to see my grandparents twice a year. I'm not going to fight with them. Mm-hmm. You know, but a lot of families do. And it's the, un- it's the unhealed traumas and the, the unhealed hurts and, you know, and then so, okay, so let's just pack everybody in a small room and pretend to get along. (laughs) That's a recipe for disaster, right? Yeah, but how many families do it? I know, that's what, yeah. I was going to say, when you say it like that, it sounds like total insanity. Right? Well, it is total insanity. In some cases, it's total insanity, not all cases. And I'm not saying all families are like that, but a lot of them are. I mean, you know, the the biggest days for <laughs> violent assaults are like Christmas and Super Bowl, you know? <laughs> so it's because people just have these weird expectations of what's going to happen. And when their expectations aren't met, and then for a lot of people, add in alcohol, Boom, recipe for an explosion. Right. I think my family started getting along better when we all quit drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Now that I think about it. I think we've said it several times here today is expectations. Yeah. Expectations. So to me, the best way, and, and I know this is really easy to say and putting it into action for some people is not easy, but to just be okay, give, give yourself the love of being okay with other people's decisions. Yeah. Huge. And that's, that's self love right there. That goes, okay, I care. I don't want to feel like this. And I feel like this, I've, I've noticed that I felt like this for the past 10 years, every Christmas. And I keep hoping that next year it'll be beautiful and wonderful. Well, maybe it will, but maybe if the expectation, if you release the expectations and you decide to be okay, then that, that opens, that, that opens your heart, opens your light and and allows nice things to happen. And even if nice things don't happen, it's okay. That was their choice, not mine. Right. I've also found it helps me with um, is setting the intention for myself. Yeah. Of, and it takes it away from the expectation, but setting the intention of not about having the perfect holiday or about that, but how can I learn and grow or... You know, if there's something that specifically is kind of coming up for me, it's like, okay, I'm setting the intention to, for this to be a lesson for me on how to heal that or to show me what it is that still, you know, like if I've noticed my ego is getting in there, it's like, okay, what is it that's still unhealed in me? And setting that intention rather than um, having an expectation of something, but just like really kind of putting my best foot forward and taking on that curiosity of, okay, I know that this triggers me all the time. I want to know why, because I don't want this to trigger me anymore. So, yeah, I think that's a great, great point is what am I learning from this and how am I growing from this? And as far as self-care goes, something else just popped into my head too. 
Give yourself an out. Give mm. yourself permission to take a walk. Give yourself permission to go somewhere quiet because for a lot of people, at least in my family, I've noticed what really starts getting tempers going and getting irritation going is a level of noise and activity that we're just not used to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and for people who don't have, you know, adults who don't have kids and all of a sudden you're kind of trapped in a room with however many other people and there's not a lot of space and there's a lot of kid noise and your brain just starts tweaking. And, um, I think giving ourselves permission to just step outside of that and take a break is a really, really good self-care. Very good point. And that brings up to me, because um, I know as an empath, <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's a whole other level of, <laughs> of, um, of, you know, dealing with stuff. And so, let's maybe give some tips on how to deal with holidays as an empath because yeah, that's a whole other level. Yeah. And people who listen to something like this are definitely probably falling into that empath category. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, give yourself permission to find silence. And my, my, my in-laws, it was really easy because they lived out in the country and there was a, um, a little waterfall and stream nearby. So I could just go there and take a few deep breaths and, and before I went back into the chaos. And um, yeah, I just, I think it's really important to give yourself that break. And if another thing that came up was uh, dietary restrictions, you know, as we're getting older, people are eating differently. And when we live separately, we have our own way of eating. And then we all come together and we're expected to eat whatever's put on the table. And that's not unreasonable, but like for me, it's grains. I, I, my body doesn't like them, but you know, Oh, here have this dessert or here have these rolls. And what I started doing was just bringing another dish that I knew I could eat that wouldn't upset my body and also contributed, you know, so good point. Take, that's taking, a really good point, Christina taking those things into consideration. I mean, in my family, we have people with diabetes. We have people with heart conditions who, you know, aren't supposed to be eating a lot of salt. We have, you know, so it's taking those things into consideration and taking care of yourself by bringing along something that you can share, but also that you can eat, I I think is another way to just take care of yourself. Yeah. I think that's a great point. Um, And I really like the taking a break and especially that you said like, um, in nature, because especially for empaths, that can be so grounding and um, and such a beautiful way to kind of reconnect with yourself and kind of cleanse your energy. And I mean, we talked about boundaries too. So I think those are all great. Yeah, these are skills I've developed. These are my own holiday survival skills I'm sharing. <laughs> and that's awesome because that's why we had this talk is so we could share those. Um, we our family has a lot of empaths and uh, i would say probably more than not um and i've i've noticed it in my grandsons um at various times and at various ages um there's a real need like you say um christina is to take a time out 
someone, one of the boys will end up in the back room just being by himself. And so, you know, I walk by, go to the bathroom, and I see he's in there, and I say, are you okay? You just taking a time out, or you need something? No, I'm okay. And I said, do you want to talk? No, I'm just hanging out in the quiet. Okay, <laughs> I get that. <laughs> I love that they feel free enough to do that. Yeah, yeah. And and in the like in the backyard, there be one or one sitting at one corner of the yard and one sitting at the another corner of the yard, and they are just allowed to to be there. And and then pretty soon, when they feel like it, they can come and participate. And I think um, one not I think one of the things that I do is. Um, to do the things that you suggested, Christina, you know, watch a little bit more of what I eat, even though I would really like to have that whole box of candy. Um, that's not going to work. And to try to get rest beforehand, before the day, which isn't always easy because you're rest running and hustling and bustling and everything. But rest is really important, and I think that when we're caught up in the hustle and bustle, we we get tired, and that can cause a lot of issues. And then, the, yeah, and then the main thing I do is what I've said earlier. I just I give myself permission to be okay, and that's my what big thing. I love that. I love that. Um, I was realizing, I don't know, some one day this week, it's all kind of blurring together. But um, when I had uh, an office mate, someone that I shared a, an office, a business space with, and a lot of us didn't have family nearby, what we did every year was we just set aside, like, on the 25th of December, like, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., we, we just opened our doors. And just put out, you know, like I'm, I provided a turkey um, and my husband came with me and we just opened the doors for people who didn't have family around or who had maybe their family holiday on another day for whatever reason. And it was always such a good time just to have people like we, we weren't all connected and we didn't call it a misfit Christmas, but it kind of was. And, um, it was just nice to be able to do that. And I'm realizing that I miss that with the freedom for people to come and go whenever they wanted to, to bring something if they wanted to. And if they couldn't contribute, that was fine too. We occasionally had some homeless people who would come in and just be able to sit and eat a meal and have a conversation, no judgment, no harshness, none of their everyday reality for even just an hour or two. And um, I'm finding that I miss doing that, but I don't really have a space to do it right now. But I feel like that's something I will want to do again at some point in the future. I think that's beautiful. And I think that just really speaks to kind of everything we've been saying, because everyone that came chose to be there. Yeah. And yeah. came without expectations, came without 
preconceived judgments or, you know, preconceived anything just came because they wanted to, which I think is beautiful. And to me, that's the magic of the holidays. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. When Christina was talking, it also brought to mind, we're talking about families getting together and lots of people hanging out and taking time out from the chaos and everything. But there's a lot of people that live alone and they don't have family near. Um, And there's a certain level of stress and anxiety that goes with that. And uh, to have a place like you talk about, Christina, is to just, I'm just, you know what? I'm just going to take my you know, plate of cheese, and I'm going to go over here that's been opened up to all of us, and I'm just going to hang out with some people because I'm feeling I I want to. That's beautiful. Yeah, it was always beautiful. It was always beautiful. Yeah, it was great. Well, and I I, think that brings, sorry, Christina. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I think that brings up a really good point, too, that some people don't even, you know, necessarily want to celebrate the holidays or you know just think of it as another day and there's almost a shaming in that too of well you need to or you have to like I have a friend and I know that she's got unhealed wounds but she hates the holidays and her holiday tradition is she watches movies the same movies every year and that's where she that's what she loves to do and yes I know that there's you know, some wounding there, but she's, that's makes her happy. And so just really, um, you know, like I just texted her this morning and I said, happy Lord of the Rings day to you. Cause, <laughs> Cause you know, which movie she's watching today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean, there's such, there's, there's so many people who, you know, and she talks about it all the time too, that they like shame her and it's like, Oh, well you can come to my house. And she's like, no, I, I really just want to do my holiday thing which is not a holiday thing typical holiday thing Mm -hmm. so that's a good point that's a good point and there is a lot of shaming uh like you say oh you have to be with somebody well no i really don't you know right and and you know we might want to take into consideration that not everyone actually celebrates christmas right yeah i'm just saying you know like we did solstice yesterday I much prefer to celebrate solstice to Christmas because I just like the traditions better. It rings true for me. And as I was researching it, because I'd never actually done like a Yule feast before, which I sort of did yesterday. Not, I mean, I didn't do it full justice, but there was only three of us. How much food could we eat? And, um, but some of the things that my family served at Christmas when I was a kid, I'm reading these Yule traditional foods and stuff and going oh that wasn't a Swedish thing that was a Yule thing that was like a solstice thing and you know so fortunately for me I didn't really like what it was it was fruit soup and I don't know if anyone's ever heard of that before but I never liked it so I was fine with not making it but um, yeah it was just interesting to me too that we don't all celebrate the same holiday and somehow Christmas became the secular holiday. Mm. Yeah. And the bigger holiday. And the bigger holiday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree. Point, Christina, um, you know, even bringing a Christmas tree into the house is a Yule solstice. Oh, thing. 
Absolutely All it is. is from paganism. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. But it was just really interesting because I, outside of my family, I'd never seen the, the words fruit and soup in the same sentence before. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. But, okay. Yeah, well, we've I had just, some... I'm sorry. Go ahead, Christina. I was going to say, I just think it's so important to remember that, you know, people do what makes them happy. And like Tara said, her friend has some wounding. And so she prefers to spend Christmas alone. But if she finds peace in that, that's healing a wound. Right. Mm -hmm. Good point. Good point. Well, um, we've all, the a few of us, a handful of us have been talking this whole time. Tina, I don't want to put you on the spot, but... I want to give you the opportunity to jump in if you, if there's something you want to contribute. We would love to hear from you. Well, thank you, honey. You're very kind. Hello, everyone. Um, Welcome. I just figured, thank you. I would check this out if Diane's attached to it, then it's worth Aww. checking out is the <laughs> way that I look at it. Uh, you know, when it comes to holidays, it's always been interesting for me. My background is in the music industry, so um, pretty much from June through March, I'm not sure if my ass is attached halfway through the time because I would be in performance mode, right? Um, but since leaving that industry, what I've learned and taken away from it is how to celebrate stillness and how to celebrate wholeness. Mm. Um, so for me, just, just recently, uh, in fact, this morning on a meeting, someone asked me, um, you know, so what makes you happy at the holidays? And I just, I said, it's really not about happiness for me. It's about feeling whole, whatever that looks like. And it's different every year. So listening to what everyone was contributing to this morning here in this discussion is extremely valuable. You know, um, like many conversations, we probably start out in kind of, you know, a complaint mode, which is kind of groovy. We air how we feel about certain things. We bring up experiences and our parents and our grandparents and our cultures. And, and that was all really important uh, for me to hear today. Um, and I appreciate that. So for me, self-care is something I have to put at the front of my rhythm every day. Um, otherwise, I will, um, it will just seep into my life. You know, I'm, I'm very much an empath. I'm, I'm all of those things. But um, if I find myself not sitting to the back of my chair and I find myself leaning forward the whole time I'm in the energy of other folks, then I just need to step out for a little bit and, uh, and I'll do that. And you might even, you know, um, I know folks have even commented on it. You know, when I step away for a while, are you all right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just, I'm going to go hang out with your dog for a minute or, or what other animal you have and, and just, and just, just pause. And I think that that's, that's really uh, an important thing to do at this time of the year. But anyway, I just want to say, I really appreciate being a part of, of this discussion today. Wow, Tina, thank you. I knew you would have good things to say. <laughs> I love I love when you when you said it's not necessarily about bringing myself joy, it's about feeling whole. Mm, me too. That is huge. That just sat in my gut and going, "Wow." Huge. 
huge, that's huge, it. huge, huge. Yes. Oh, Thank wow. you. It's yeah. it's just a it's a crazy thing, but it took me a while to figure that out uh, over the years. Um, and like I said, in, in every day feeling whole is different. You know, um, it's not about patterns or what that feels like. It's you know, I try to to share that um, with anyone. It's just pause for a moment, and if it feels good, do it. And if it doesn't, then pivot. Whatever that is. But anyway, thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you here. for being here. Another thing you said is that I wrote it down because I was afraid I was going to forget. Self-care has to be at the front of my rhythm every day. Holy cow. That boggles my mind. <laughs> yeah, it um Because it that's does. a big mm-hmm. truth. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for yeah. listening and thank you for hearing. Oh, absolutely. I hope, I'm glad you came today. I hope you find the time to come again. Um, we have great discussions. And this one has been a little bit, I don't know. I feel like there's a handful of us that have just been taking over the, the mic, but sometimes we really have things to say not that not that we didn't have things to say today i'm just saying every every time is different because we never know what's going to (laughs) happen you know that's true and and i can say because it's a live show baby you never know what's going to (laughs) happen yeah well tina speaking of live shows tell the people about your show that you your live show that you do because i think somebody might be interested in listening oh well gosh thank you that's very kind um I'm the, the co-host and co-creator of a radio show on the weekends uh, called Cool and Swingin' with T and Evie. And we feature the music of the great American songbook. So sure, we talk about music by some of the greats that came out of the early 20th century, you know, such as Sinatra, Ella Fitzgerald, Sammy Davis Jr., some of those groovy folks. But we also feature folks today that are keeping this music alive. Uh, we recently had a, a, a show about Trisha Yearwood. Um, and, and you just never know who's singing this wonderful, wonderful music. So um, we are, we're, we're on an app, Sky 7 uh, Digital, and it's internet radio. There's four channels there of different types of music. It, it airs 24-7. You can listen to it anytime. And we just happen to be on the Variety Channel. Uh, and we're on at uh, 9 a.m. Mountain Time, 9 p.m. Mountain Time, of course, uh, Saturdays and Sundays. I'll put some info in the chat here real quick. But um this weekend, of course, it's it's Merry Ho Ho weekend. So, with that being said, uh, we have our annual Christmas Evie show. My my partner, uh, her radio name is Evie Star. She's a night uh, DJ on a jazz station. So we have our annual Christmas Evie show, and it will air uh, 5 p.m. Um, Mountain Time, uh, seven and nine on Christmas Eve, and then five, seven, and nine, of course, uh, on Christmas Day night. So you guys will have to calculate uh, what your central time or Pacific time or Eastern time might be. But it's a two-hour show. We have a really good time, and I love it. It, it fills my, my music um, gap right now, and I'm really having a great time. So I'll put the info in the chat, but if you want to give a listen, we would certainly um, appreciate that. And I wish you all uh, uh, an amazing winter solstice and, and the happiest of, of holidays. Thank you. Thanks, Tina. Thank you. 
Um, and can Tina's, I just jump right? Tina I'm has sorry, a I... lot of a lot of humor in her show, and you're going to laugh, and you're going to learn things, and you're going to find out things about artists that you never knew, and all that kind of stuff. So if you get the chance, go ahead. Um, I just want to put this out um, to Tina as an invitation. Um, I also have an internet radio show. It's on Monday evenings. I'm in the Central Time Zone, and uh, it's called Be the Change. And I interview people who uh, are doing things to be uh, facilitate change in the world. And um, I would love to have you on as a guest and talk about the healing power of music. Oh, wow. That's wow. Uh, that's, that's really kind. Yes. Gosh, that'd be a whole lot of fun. Let's, let's talk more about that sometime here. Soon. Yeah. I'll put my information in the chat for you. Great. Thank you. <laughs> Tina would be a great uh, guest on your show, Christina. You guys would have a lot of fun. So, and the healing power of music, that's another thing. I mean, self-care, you know, the music that makes your soul sing. Mm, yeah. Doing a little dance around your living room. All those things. Christina, Jennifer, do you guys have any self-care tips that we haven't talked about yet? I'm not, in Marilyn. Marilyn. Not necessarily tips, but something kind of jogged my mind in talking about music is that my husband's Jewish and he was raised Jewish and he fucking hates Christmas. <laughs> um, bless his heart. He's always shown up and been with family and has zipped up his Grinch for the day. But 10 years in, and I realize I've always like, I love Christmas. It's not a religious thing for me. It's a fully family thing. Um, and I realized over the years that I've like tiptoed on eggshells about like, when am I allowed to start celebrating the holiday season, you know, or, uh, you know, I can't, I can't even suggest a Christmas tree unless Hanukkah has already started, you know, stuff like that, or, or not listening to Christmas music that brings me a lot of joy during the season. Um, if Jeff is going to be home or, you know, just like all this stuff. And I got to this point this year and I don't know why this year, other than all the work I've been doing, but I'm over it. I'm <laughs> over you know, not celebrating my holiday because you have unhealed wounds about yours, you know? And we got into a fight pretty early in the season because he was just being a total Grinch and that's fine. But like, don't let that spill over onto me and the kids, you know? Um, and he kind of had a come to Jesus moment with it and realized he was being an asshole and like apologized. And he's definitely curbed all of that now. And I realize it's the five-year-old boy who, you know, was left out of the holidays or wondered why he wasn't good enough that Santa came to him or, you know, lost friends in kindergarten because they found out he was Jewish and then they accused him of killing Jesus and stuff like that. You know, like he's been through trauma that explain all that. Um, but... I was kind of just over tiptoeing around what I needed, you know, and I, it, that feels really good to, and I don't have a tip, like I said, but I just, I guess I, I lost the fucks to give, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's beautiful. 
I do too. That's I real great. Too. I think that's a great tip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just want to say I, I lean more pagan. Um, my husband was raised Catholic. His family is all about Christmas. His birthday is actually tomorrow. So, I mean, he's a Christmas baby. And um, what we've just come to is celebrating each other's holidays together. I have yeah. to say, I really like the solstice idea. Yeah, me that too. That so resonates with me. Um, and I know, like Jennifer said, a lot of the... Um, pagan and druid kind of traditions are what we actually do for christmas but right I, I get that yeah but so. a halloween is actually my holiday that's my favorite holiday and so i mean it, he's he celebrates that with me and this year i'd like celebrated all month because i was on the road doing different events but um yeah we, we we have just come to celebrating each other's holidays and just that's part of celebrating each other, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And isn't that what the holidays are about? I love yeah. that celebrating yeah. each other. Yeah. Well, yeah. And what Jennifer said really touched me. Um, even though I should have realized a lot of this before, but I didn't. Um, about. Um, her Jewish husband going through a lot of crap when he was a kid about Christmas and how that wounded him and how that flows over as all of our wounds do to our family. And he has been very gracious um, about Christmas and everything. But I love that Jennifer has had has done internal work to come to the point about not giving a fuck about his grinchiness at this time. And I have noticed that Jennifer is a lot more happy this season than she has been in the past. And I think that all goes to show about what Tina said about being whole, you know, the people we love come as we do to them with wounds. Um, and we try to make it better because we love them. But in doing that, we sometimes lose part of ourselves, and we're not whole. Yeah, ourselves smaller, you know, and I realize yeah. what I've been doing. Mm -hmm. I've been doing what I want to protect him. And what kind of shit is that? <laughs> well, and I think what's beautiful about that and what just reminds me of the, for the highest good of all, is you letting that go and now him being less grinchy this year. Yeah. Like, Amazing how like, that works. <laughs> I know, right? It is. And so for the highest good of all. So you thought you were being kind and caring and understanding this whole time by tiptoeing around it, but by you just being you and going, no, this is my holiday and whatever. I know you got wounds, but I'm not going to tiptoe around you has opened up for him to be less grinchy. I hadn't even considered that like that, mm -hmm. but it's, it's like we've talked about on so many shows, our roles here are to be ourselves, to be whole, to be authentic. And yes, it's going to ruffle some feathers, but maybe those feathers need to be ruffled. And that's just a prime example. 
um, of how it's for the highest good of all. Mm. That's a big one. I really had not thought of it like that. I was just like, I'm doing me now. <laughs> wow. And, but look at like, um, like Tara said, look with that, look with that, look at the ripple of that, of you deciding to be you and take back and be whole, more whole. And look what that did for the people around you. Yeah. And also I realized as we're talking through it, communication too, because, you know, when we we're having this argument and when I say fight, like we don't, we don't really fight, but we definitely get into arguments. <clears throat> um, he didn't even realize, and he, he says, I realize now I see it now, but it was not conscious for him how much I had curbed my own holiday spirit to tiptoe around him. And that made him feel like shit. (laughs) (laughs) So I think too, just, just coming to a point where like coming to a head of being able to communicate about it of like, look, this, this sucks. And I've been doing this for 10 years and I'm not, I'm not going to do this anymore. Like, I'm going to celebrate when I want to celebrate. I'm going to have Christmas music on when I want to have Christmas music on. And, you know, yada, yada. And and also, <laughs> the other side of that is that you both have been very conscious of teaching your boys to respect Hanukkah, too. Yeah. You've like... learned the songs. You've learned the traditions, as the boys have and everything. So there's, you're going both ways here. Yeah. Well, and that was part of the conversation, too, is like, you know, I've always bent over backwards to make the Jewish holidays and traditions important in our house. And I've never once made him feel about his holidays, how he makes me feel about Christmas, you know, Mm. and that was a big one for him, too, Mm -hmm. because it is important to me, you know, I mean. I cooked a whole traditional Hanukkah dinner and I make challah now. And even when Jeff's on the road on some business trip, the boys and I are still celebrating Jewish holidays at home. Like not bad for a shiksa, you know, (laughs) you started baking bread for crying out loud. (laughs) (laughs) But also is in something that you mentioned too, is that he didn't realize until you started talking about it, but those energies, those, those, um, those resentful energies were under, was an undercurrent that neither of you, well, you might've, but that were just like the unsaid ickiness, you know, of the feelings and the energy. And so releasing that is what, you know, brings healing. Yeah. And I didn't realize until you said it that I do feel a lot more connected to the holiday spirit this year. Mm-hmm. And to me, it is a holiday spirit. It's not a, I mean, I understand when you're an outsider that it, it feels different and it feels like a religious and beliefs thing. But for me, it's always been about family and love and, you know, caring about the people around you. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. I had a train and it derailed. Uh, Yeah, I guess I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) 
I was just going to say, but I thought I'd pause for a minute. Um, I feel like this has kind of been a great, well, it's been a great conversation. And I feel like it kind of can be summed up with that um, self-care over the holidays is really being in alignment, is being true to you, um, setting those boundaries, taking time for yourself, uh, doing things that you want to do and doing things that you can do from joy speaking your truth i think that all ties into that whole just being authentic and i think that's a great way to kind of sum up that's how you take care of yourself through the holidays is really just constantly checking in with yourself and am i in alignment am i being authentic am i doing this for me um and if it's not then make some changes beautifully said Thanks. Yes. Yeah. So I think we're done. I think. Um, right. Can I talk? Can I oh, talk? sorry. Yes. I thought you were being quiet on purpose. Please do. No, I was just waiting my turn. There you go. You know you shouldn't wait your turn, Marilyn. <laughs> you got to jump in. <laughs> no, it's just, you know, sitting here and listening to, you know, all your holiday plans and stuff and. You know, for Mark and I, it's quite different because we have a blended family. And our kids have more goddamn parents than they know what to do with when it comes to the holidays. <laughs> and they really do. And um, not all of them are as nice as us. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a bad thing to say, but... <laughs> not if it's true. Speaking yeah. your truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some of them don't have their shit together. And I'll be very honest in saying that. So... Um, Mark and I have actually spent the last four years alone at Christmas time. And um, it's been a progression for us to create a holiday that's our own. Mm. And um, each year I just seem to do a little bit more. And um, because I want to, you know, so, you know, with our, with our kids, I mean, we do have one son right here and, the son that's here is actually Mark's stepson. He raised him right from the time he was a little boy. And and his family, his his stepson's family is all here too. So Christmas was really a nightmare for them. <laughs> so um, the last couple of years, we've actually picked a day that wasn't Christmas Day to spend with them. And I mean, and they'd be more happy to have us in on Christmas Day. But my God, like their house is so full that it's just, it's too much for me. <laughs> So we're actually heading there tomorrow, tomorrow night, you know, when we can have some good one-on-one time with each other. Um, my other two, one of them will never be here for Christmas because she has livestock and she lives seven hours away. And so that's just never going to happen for her. And uh, so we get together in the fall and my North ones, they come when they can. So, so, you know, holidays are different. Holidays aren't all about family for us, you know, that, that day. And, and, um, I gotta say the first couple of years through COVID were kind of lonely. They were kind of lonely, but you know, we, we've learned how to do this and we've learned how to make it a holiday that we both enjoy. And I mean, and we're probably way past the gift stage, but we do buy for each other, you know, again, it's little stuff, you know, but we enjoy it. And, and, um, you know, and like I said, I've got way too much baking, so the neighbors will get some, but, you know, 
I wanted that variety for us, even if we only keep two of each. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so, you know, holidays are hard, hard when you have blended families, you mm -hmm. know, and you have to find a way to work around it. And even when my North kids come home, they find it really hard because they've got so much family here to deal with. And, you know, and they, they have one family member that will go out of their way to throw a wrench into everything. So, you know, I've just sort of taken a different approach to that now that when they come home, you know, I'll say to my son, um, go make arrangements with your mom and then let us know what days you have available. Because mm. I just, uh, you know, I just refuse to be part of that crazy. You know, um, I want my kids to be here because they want to be here, not because they feel like they have to be. But I don't... I also don't want to be the person that's dictating all of their time because that just makes it miserable for them. That's so. beautiful. And that goes back to what we've been talking about, about being okay with their decisions mm -hmm. and that how that, um, that brings you peace. It does. It, yeah. It, brings us a lot of peace because we we know when they're here with us that they're here with us right you know and and so you know we might not necessarily have Christmas on Christmas Day the day that they're home but we work it out you know yeah well somebody said earlier um, and I have said several times to the family to me it doesn't have to be on December 25th exactly if you have something going on with the other side of your family, you know, with your husband's um, slash wife, you know, well, they're out of country, so that's another thing. But with your husband or his side of the family, or you just want to stay home, I respect that. Because, you know, sometimes that's what you need. You just need to stay home. Mm -hmm. And if you decide to do that, that's fine. Yep. I would like to see you, <laughs> um, but I think what you've done, Marilyn, has, it sounds like you have, you know, found your truth and your wholeness and your peace in the chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm okay with that. Um, I mean, and I mean, Tara and I live in the land of snow. <laughs> so, so travel is not that easy. <laughs> Travel's not that easy. So I know. And uh, in the holidays, the holidays, you know, the holidays can be as special or as bad as you want them to be. Oh, boom. So, and I have this wonderful life with this man. So why wouldn't I want to celebrate a holiday with him? You know, so... So we just, we just do us, we just do us. And, you know, and I, I think that we've got an extra person showing up this year. I'm not positive because of weather, but, but, um, you know, if they're here, that's going to be wonderful. If they can't make it, that's just, it'll be what it'll be. I, you know, I just don't, I just don't get as twisted about that as I used to. <laughs> Mm. It's been a progress, though. You know, we went through the tough years too, where we were just like, "We want our time too." <laughs> you know, but yeah, well, it is a process, right? Because you're you're changing your whole 
you know, belief system mm -hmm. and and traditional thoughts and everything. So to give it the space and to be a process, you know, and learn a little bit each time around. That's great. Yeah, it, it, it is something that's processed. And, and like any of you that are on your chat, you know the whole series I went through with the gift giving thing this year. <laughs> and and uh, I'm really at peace with that now. You know, when I, when I finally made that decision that it wasn't as big a deal to just wrap it and mail it off, it was more that I'm never going to have to do this again. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. <laughs> Isn't it? I, I thought it was so interesting when we were going through that discussion and and I could see and feel you having this moment where you where you made that decision and the relief mm -hmm. and oh my gosh I can choose not to do this yeah yeah and then you know, I mean in contacting my kids and they're just like well yeah you don't need to do that <laughs> I'm like, here I am banging my head against the cement wall with the with my expectations, not yeah. their mine. You know, so you know, and and uh, you know, and I I didn't quite know what Mark would would think of it at, at all, but he's just totally on board with it. But you know, there's other things we want to do with our kids instead, things that we can actually be present and partake in. So you know. That's, that's what's coming, coming for us. So, and I, I said to Mark and I said, and I said to him, if the kids happen to be home, well, yes, I'll make sure that there's something under the tree. You know, it's not going to be to the level that it has been, but yeah. And, and that brings up something that we didn't even discuss, but the thing about what is a gift anyway, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, to me, a gift is to see um, the people I love and I care for happy. It doesn't need to be a wrapped something underneath the tree. Yeah. Right? So whatever that is that, you know, brings them joy, brings them wholeness, brings them peace, that's my gift. That's the gift to me that I love to get. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. No, and... Uh... I know like uh, next year is supposed to be the year that our nurse son comes home. And I mean, things can change. So, you know, that's not written in stone anywhere. So, you know, and I've noticed a lot, a lot of things because we're making this change and, you know, and I'm thinking, I just discovered that there's an outdoor rink like four blocks from my house. <laughs> I didn't know it was there. <laughs> I discovered there's a sliding hill like six blocks from my house that I didn't know was there. <laughs> Because your attention was in another space, right? Oh, my attention was at what was under the tree. Yeah. I knew darn well it was. Yeah. And I thought, I thought, holy, there, you know, there's a bunch of stuff that we can do that, you know, we could, you know, possibly even include the axes in and not kill each other. <laughs> you know, just push them down the hill, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> With a really big shove. <laughs> Had to get my little bit of snide in there. <laughs> What's life if there's not a little bit of sarcasm in it? Too? <laughs> yeah, so. So, That's yeah, beautiful, but, beautiful you know, stories. I, when, when I'm listening to your guys' holidays and stuff, there, there was a little streak of loneliness that went through me because I thought, oh, they're all getting their families. You no, know, but, but I, 
I let, just let that flow through. That's awesome. And you and I have noticed with you too, you take specific time when it makes more sense about the weather, like in the summer, you get to see your kids. Oh, yeah, because you can travel more safely. We are not winter travelers. Yeah. And that only makes sense. Why? Yeah. yeah. That's and I feel like for our North kids that them traveling in the winter to us is coming to an end. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm not hanging any hopes on next year. Because I mean, they have two children and our winters can be brutal Mm -hmm. and stuff. So, you know, and you know, the safety of my babies is more important to me than whether they're around my table on a certain day. Oh, beautifully said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but, um, but I'm also that person that comes spring. I, I need to see my kids. <laughs> right. I, oh, the loneliness hits hard then. You know, yeah. I, long springs. They're just devastating for me. <laughs> they're just <laughs> devastating. It's just like, you know, I just want to get in the car and go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So, Yes, yeah, so Thanks. my holidays are a little different, but they work for us. And I think that's the point. Well, that was my point of having the whole discussion about, you know, ours happens to be full of people, but not everybody is like that. And there are still things to work through. No matter, no matter what your Christmas looks like, there's still things to work through. Oh, and, most definitely. I, yeah. I mean, I growled at Mark this morning because the weather's too cold and my car won't start and it's got to be his fault. (laughs) (laughs) I was feeling a little cabin crazy there for a few seconds this morning. And it's really stupid when I think about it now because the only thing I want to do is just go to a store and grab some sausage and cheese. (laughs) Like it's, it's not even like I want to go see anybody. (laughs) You just want, you just want this food that's going to make you feel good. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, the 20 pound turkey I have is not enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. The places we get ourselves into. Oh, that's just an expectation of mine because I think I need to have a meat and cheese platter. Yeah. See, and that goes back to the internal <laughs> expectations, right? Yep. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, there's two of us here. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, even if my uncle makes it here, it won't be, he won't be here till supper time. So he's not going to want the damn meat and cheese platter either. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's funny how we get hung up on certain things. It is funny. Mm-hmm. Yep. We, um, my husband says often when we're planning the menu or we're, or we're planning to do something, He often says, well, mom always did it this way. And at first that really made me angry. But then I realized that that's his tradition and that's how he was brought up and that's what he thinks will make him happy. So giving him a little bit of grace while at the same time saying, but we don't have to continue to do that. If we like this food, like it's a particular food or something, if we like this food and we want to continue to do it, let's do it. But we don't need to do it because it was somebody else's tradition. Mm-hmm. 
And those, and like I said, no matter what your family looks like, the size of it, the shape of it, whatever, there's things to work through. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a laugh about when you said about traditions. Um, um, Mark's mom passed a few years ago at a very ripe age in 98. So she did have a very long and good life, but she used to make these cookies at Christmas time and they look like candy canes, but they take like, taste like licorice, which is kind of weird. So the other, yes, the other day I decided, you know, I'm going to make Mark these cookies, you know, they are the most miserable things in the world to make. <laughs> well, you so, gave it a go. You gave it a I go. Gave it a go. <laughs> and then I sent his son and his wife a message and I said, I said, you know, this is just to inform, inform you that I have the authority in, in brackets, probably not, but I'm going to go with this that it's up to you guys to carry on the candy cane legacy because this girl just can't do it. There you go. <laughs> Passing the torch. <laughs> uh, I, I came to the same conclusion with making a Yule log cake yesterday. Like that is four hours of my life. I will never get back. And uh, I just have no need to do that. Yeah, that, that doesn't stick, right? That's not one that sticks. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, I, I should have known better. I am not a fussy baker. Like I make very simple, straightforward things. I don't have the patience for fussy. So why I thought I could do these cookies was beyond me anyhow. <laughs> well, you wanted to and you gave it a go and you found out, well, hey, I don't need to do that anymore. Yeah, I managed to get 12 badly shaped candy canes and then the rest I rolled out and cut with a cutter because I gave up. Uh, <laughs> They're good enough. They still taste the same. <laughs> yep. And he darn well better eat every last one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I love hearing about everybody's growth and, you know, internalized, well, internal discussions and and aha moments and everything that's this is the time we're in right we're in this time to um to let go of a lot of stuff that really doesn't serve us and to like tara said earlier and we've been talking about is to live in our own truth being authentic to ourselves and being you know whole being being good within ourselves, taking care of ourselves and passing that on to the people around us intentionally. And sometimes not, in, it, we don't even know it happens. So are we done? I don't know. The, the thought, just, thought just ran through my head that says that whatever you do, make sure you do it with love. Absolutely. That's, that's a good way to end I love it. that Marilyn. Yes. And love, that includes yourself. Mm-hmm. Perfectly said. Yes. And that's it for me. I finally got my five cents worth in there. Well, we're glad to hear from you. <laughs> no, but it's really true, everyone. It's about celebrate love. Everything's about celebrate love. Love is success, really. But thank you, everyone. I loved being here today. Oh, beautiful. We love your contributions. Thanks for being here. Yes, thanks for being here. Okay. Well, thank you, everyone. This has been really good to hear. Yeah. And, yeah. However you celebrate, be in love in that. Yes.
Lovely. All right, my friends, happy holidays, whichever way that you see it. I hope that you have everything happen that you're hoping for in a good way. Mm. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.